0: Welcome to another episode of Records Revisited, a podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I'm your DJ, your MC, the host on the East Coast. I'm Ben Montgomery. Joining me is the man that, when he looks at me, you remind me that someday it's going to end. And when you pass on, God, I bet you miss your friends. Here's my friend and my co-host from the left coast, Wayne Fugate.
1: Hola, Ben.
0: So for this episode, we have some special guests. Not one special guest, but four special guests that make up the band Blue Water Highway. Their most recent record is called Paper Airplanes. Please welcome to the podcast, Blue Water Highway.
2: Hello. Howdy, howdy. Hello.
0: hello, hello, hello.
2: hello. Excited to be here.
0: All right. So introductions. Let's see. Uh, Zach Kibido? Did I say that right? Oh, you got it. First time. Hold All on. right. Um, and that's only because one of our friends back in high school was Thibodeau. Very, yeah. very... Very, very similar spelling. Um so you're on lead? That's correct. All right. We got Catherine Clark. Hello. Uh so you're on vocals and keys.
2: That's right.
0: All right. Greg Essington. Hello, hello. So guitar and vocals. Mm-hmm. And then That's Kyle it. Kyle Smith. You got it, man. On the bass. Oh yeah. Um, do you guys not have a drummer? Uh we we uh just no. a spinal tap thing? Yeah, it, it, it
1: actually <laughs> in between drummers. That it, joke
3: yes. has happened. Yeah. We're they in between just keep dying. I mean it's we're in between drummers. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: All,
4: right.
2: All right. Yeah, that's true. We are in between drummers.
0: Very cool. All right. Well, um, full disclosure, we've never had six people on any of our episodes. Um we have had five people total. That was for our um Wayne, if you remember the Tom Petty oh, Wildflowers episode we did. Ooh. I have to admit that that was stressful for me, making sure that everybody got hurt. So, um, do we have a good way to make sure that that happens?
5: Yeah, we to just talk sh- over each
0: other. Okay, all right. <laughs> we're
2: just, we're pretty good about yeah. We'll we'll share it around. Uh oh, did y'all hear that?
0: Yes. That, so this is this is not your first interview or right. a podcast. Okay, all right. So whoever talks guys.
3: loudest wins.
2: Yeah, and, uh, Well,
0: yeah. Okay,
3: all and right. we just defer to Catherine.
2: Some of us talk more than others in general, so we won't. We're we're good.
0: Okay, because <laughs> Wayne Wayne just says, you know, hey butthole, I have something to say. So I don't you say know,
2: anything. I just fall back into the
1: corner. I don't even. I put <laughs> my hands over my head like this. I don't. Nice. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Uh, so premise of our podcast fairly simple. We talk about music, but as we do at the beginning of each episode, I ask the all important question. I I want to start with Wayne. Because um, we talked uh, before this recording. (laughs) So what T-shirt are you wearing, Wayne?
1: Well, I have a lot of cool T-shirts. I do want to say that I enjoyed this record a lot. And it's difficult to separate the art and the artist. And as the father of three daughters, um, I wore a plain white T-shirt with nothing cool on it.
0: We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. That's that's that is a topic of conversation. Elephant in the room. Yep, it's gonna it's gonna come up. Uh, It's gonna come up. All right. Um, Let's start with Zach. What t shirt are you wearing? Uh, One of my favorite t shirts here.
3: Uh, It's holy, but it's got as in it's got a lot of holes in it because it's my favorite t shirt. Okay. But uh, it's my Big Sky t shirt, which I got whenever we went uh, we went through there on tour. I don't believe we played in Big Sky. I don't What's, remember. I don't know where I got it, actually, but it's Big Sky. Was it like Montana, a real Big right? Sky Montana shirt or one of those fake ones that you get, like, somewhere else? Uh, it might be that. It might That might
0: be the answer.
1: <laughs> <Agreed. laughs> I got it on Amazon. Who knows?
0: But as
3: time passes, I got it in Big
0: Sky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very cool. All right, how about you, Greg? What
4: t-shirt are you wearing? Well, my favorite t-shirt used to be that Ryan Adams Heartbreaker t-shirt that I had, but I haven't busted that out in a while, so... uh I, uh, I, I guess I'm just wearing a button down today. <laughs> all right. That'll 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 work.
0: That'll work. Um, Kyle, how about you? What, what t-shirt are you wearing? Well,
5: I always do my podcast topless, but the shirt I was wearing uh, was a, a shirt of a band called The Public, which is a band we played with in, uh, what was it, St. Louis. Uh, these guys must have been in high school, and they were just a blast. They were full of energy. So shout out to those guys in St. Louis. Hope they're still kicking and all those other guys. Out there trying to still do band straight out of high school. Keep doing it.
0: And you wouldn't have been the first guest of ours that did the episode shirtless. <laughs>
5: nice. We gotta keep going. There's a whole group of us, you know.
0: Yeah, Dave David Bournet did not wear a t shirt for our yeah. So if you know David <laughs> Bournet in Nashville. All <laughs> right. Funny. Uh Catherine, how about you? What t shirt are you wearing?
2: Well, unfortunately, I'm wearing a just a zip-up hoodie, but I should also be wearing my Ryan Adams shirt which I got when I finally got to see Ryan Adams live and it's for an album that is not even one I've ever listened to of his because he put out so much music and it was the yeah. shirt there that I liked so I bought it what what's what album is that? that?
5: Paxam thing right? Yeah.
2: It's
0: like that oh his oh, oh, record? Yeah. It's it's record his black. record label his record yeah. label that's his label yeah
2: yeah so yeah. I should have worn that that would have been smart but you know okay. I'm wearing it in spirit
0: yeah alright I'm wearing um Wayne one that I've worn before my Carolina story t-shirt so anyway <laughs> nice I don't know how that fits in with anything maybe Carolina rain I don't know
2: well he's uh, from North Carolina so
0: exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't put too much thought into it all right um all right I, I tweeted out uh, a while ago your cover of Bob Schneider's 40 dogs um, cool. loved it that was a that was a song that I picked for one of my great lyrical songs that we did on our Stephen Kellogg episode, Wayne, if you remember yeah. that. Uh what made you guys pick that song for a cover version? Well we you know we've got two
3: native uh Austinites in the band, like okay. born in born and raised, Kyle and Catherine. And so uh Bob Schneider was, you know, legendary to them and we played with Bob a few times, um, opened for him. And uh yeah, I just always loved that song, and so
2: I think it's a fun one for you to sing because you've got to fit all those words in. Yeah,
3: know? actually, that that is true. Um, we had to learn it once for I think we played a wedding and they requested that song, and it is un, it's an unusual song in general, but it's definitely unusual for me. And so I thought it was a really fun challenge to learn it. And you don't learn a song like that and like not play it, you know?
4: Right.
0: You got to play it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's good. Thank um, you. All right. Who who played drums on that one?
5: Uh, that'd be me, actually. I uh, okay. I played bass as well as drums on that. Uh, you know, just a uh, thought, why not? In the in the time of COVID, we weren't really sure if we were going to be playing any live shows, so you had a lot of free time, and if you got a couple spare yeah. drum parts around, might as well uh, do a quick cover of your favorite Bob Snyder song.
0: Yes. So speaking of COVID, are you guys kind of getting back out there a little bit, considering you're you're in Texas now, right?
2: Yeah, we um, actually are. So our record comes out this Friday. And so we're th- this weekend specifically, we're playing um, Green Hall, which is, you know, it's a legendary venue. We, every, everywhere we go across the United States, people are like, oh, I traveled down and saw you guys at Green Hall. It's kind of a, you know, it's one of those places here in Texas. So we're playing there. And we're also playing at Antones, which is another um, well-known place. But they're both kind of like, Normally those places are, you know, pack everybody in, stand close to close, like you know, yeah. close together. So this is a seated, uh, you know, partial capacity show. So a little different, but we're lucky that we still get to play, you know. We're, we're real excited about it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So so you mentioned two of you are from Austin. Um, where are the other two from? So
3: Greg and I grew up on the Gulf Coast of Texas, just south of Houston. Okay. Um, down down the coast from Galveston, following the Blue Water Highway. There we thus, go. Thus the name. And so we we yeah. I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's where we got the name. After <laughs> 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 all these years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah we uh we both grew up down there. I was born in New Jersey, but uh moved to Texas when I was three. So he
2: got here as fast as he could. Yeah. Yes, That's what say. we say.
4: But yeah, we yeah
3: we all met. up up here in this part of Texas, just south of Austin.
0: Okay. So how did you guys all meet? How did did this come together? Well, uh, Catherine and I were studying
3: uh, opera actually at at, uh, (laughs) Texas State University in uh, this town, little town called San Marcos, Texas. Uh, And uh, Kyle
4: was getting his PhD in physics, and uh,
2: but also it? taking all the music classes while doing that. Yeah.
4: And, uh, and he was a uh, comedian on the side as well for a little <laughs> yeah, bit, I think. Yeah,
3: right. No, no one laughed at <laughs> I told him. I told him there was way more money in music than physics. <laughs> and comedy.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah still trying joke. to find that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> still trying to find the, co- and the money. And somehow know. he believed you. Yeah, yeah he yeah. did. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but then, yeah, Greg and Zach met um, in high school. So they're the two that yeah. they've known each other the longest.
0: All right, let's go back to the opera thing. So, this is this is about as far away from opera as well. I guess when we grew up listening to Queen's Reich, Jeff Tate was was a was a opera singer. Where and he realized that he could make more money being a metal singer as opposed to being an opera singer. So, is that the realization that you all had as well? You know, maybe we should form an Americana band instead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't, I mean, it should have been one of the reasons. You know, it's funny,
2: I was going to say, I think uh, Ryan Adams was probably the first person that we were singing together. Like it was like learning Ryan Adams songs and I'd sing the harmony and he'd sing. And so, you know, I think, you know, there's a lot of people in the opera program that like really narrowly stick to that one kind of thing and, yeah. Him, especially with he's he's always been writing songs, Zach, and I've always enjoyed other styles as well. So we just kind of naturally were like, oh, this is fun too, you know?
3: Yeah, we we were getting kind of, ver- I mean, that's a pretty, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like being in, it's like Olympics of singing all the time. <laughs> and it's a, it's a little bit intense. I mean, I love it and the people there are at the top of their game, but it's sort of, uh, it's definitely, it's a thing to keep up. Um, yeah. You know, pretty intense training. For sure. For sure.
0: I'm trying to remember how I got introduced to you guys. I'm sure it was a Spotify playlist of some sort a couple of years ago. Um, I'm assuming Evang- uh, Evangeline was, that was probably on some playlist out there? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
3: Evangeline. That's one, of, that's one of our oldest uh, songs as well. I wrote that while we were at Texas State. So. I would sneak away. I, was, I should have been practicing opera, but instead I was writing songs in the practice room. So we knew how that was going to go.
0: <laughs> and that was written for a certain someone.
3: Uh, no, actually, uh, oh. no. I, you know, it's just kind of like I just had that. I just had that word in my head, and that, yeah, it was just it, that one was one of those. Just all came out, you know, kind of,
2: kind of just. You didn't have to work too hard nah, at that one, right?
3: It came from a yeah. It came from another world.
0: <laughs> how how often do you get? girl's name Evangeline or Evangeline after the show saying you you wrote a song about me.
2: <laughs> it's definitely happened.
0: Yeah, it's definitely happened. I
3: know that it's a point of contention a bit, you know, that, like that name can be pronounced so many Evangeline, ways. Evangeline,
2: yeah. Evangeline, Evangeline. Yeah. So,
3: I yeah. probably got that pronunciation from um well, the name that I mean, I'm uh half of my family still lives in southwest Louisiana, so there's a huge Cajun influence, you know, Kimono. Okay. But yeah, that name uh that's, that's like a famous name down there because of the poem. Um, Which the poem? Longfellow, the oh, Longfellow, Longfellow Poem, yeah. Okay. Um, but anyways, I, I probably got the pronunciation from like, uh, I think a Randy Newman song's got that in there, his
0: Louisiana song ah. about the flood.
2: Oh, huh. I didn't know I'm a big
0: Randy Newman fan, so. Now I need to go check out some Randy Newman. All right. Yeah, got Do some, it. Got some homework. Um, all right, let's talk new album, Paper Airplanes. Yeah So it's coming out March 12th Um I love the title track Thank you Really love the title track Um Were most of the songs Completed before Lockdown I'm assuming
4: Yeah We recorded All of them In uh Fall of 2019 Okay Um In Nashville And uh Uh So yeah We, we were supposed to release This record in 2020 And of, of course That got pushed back Um Till Till now But uh so it's been a long time coming almost almost two years uh, since we recorded and some of the songs on the record are we we're even written you know six or seven years ago as well so oh, wow. so we've been some of these have just been songs only we've known for a long time and so excited to get it out to let everyone else hear as well yeah
0: i asked because i really love the album closer all will be well mm-hmm. <laughs> And and I'm sure there were times where you guys have sung it during 2020 where you're like, do I really believe? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Is all going to be well? I, I, I think Greg,
3: who was just talking, is the one that is singing on that track. He sings on the last track. And that's definitely one of the reasons why I was at least kind of, you know, hesitant to release it because I knew that it's like, oh, man, every time we're going through a rough patch, we're going to have to be singing this. But, you know, it's a taste of your own medicine, I suppose.
2: Well, yeah. And, you know, we, we, that was one of the ones that was kind of written years ago, but we, when we were recording the record, it was like, ah, we don't know if this song's going to go on there. And then we're like, okay, yeah, the song's definitely going on here. And then we never intended to release it as a single. But in, you know, March and April, when everything was, you know, going to hell, (laughs) we were like, I think, you know, everybody could use a little hopeful bit of a hopeful message. And so we decided not only to not re- you know, we decided to go ahead and put it out the first song and mm. it really resonated with a lot of people and with us as well. I mean, cause we were, we were playing shows, you know, live stream shows and people were just being so supportive and it was just, it was reassuring to us as well as it was, I think, to everybody else.
6: I've been
7: low, the kind of hurt you feel down in your bones. How you come to bear it? Only heaven knows. How you break the siege upon your mind? On the firing line, with all the blood in my eyes and all the darkness, and I. Can't
0: And I got it. So I got uh, uh, files ahead of time before this went went out. So it's it's your album closer.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And if you listen to any of our episodes, um, you know that I'm kind of big on sequencing of records, and that's the perfect album closer. <laughs> Thanks. Number one, it instills that ray of hope. And number two, it leaves you wanting more. So then you go, um, this was so good. I think I'm going to go listen to the title track again. <laughs>
5: perfect, perfect. Appreciate you saying that because that's actually something we talk about a lot with our records. And oh, my some- gosh. Sometimes yeah. we get bogged down thinking no one cares about sequencing because it's just going to be a singles format. But, I mean, some of my favorite records, even Cold Roses is some- you know one of these that we can get into. Like, the, the order of yeah. songs is so powerful sometimes. We um,
2: deliver. And bands, you know, do that. We we care. We think about it for days. We argue. We Ask other people. We're like, all right, finally, we just des- decided on an order.
3: Yeah, it was a big decision for sure, what the order was going to be.
0: I think it's great. Uh, I think that you guys did a really good job of sequencing it. Thanks all a lot. You. Awesome. Yeah, 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 it's a big deal for me. Um, maybe because I'm the the album guy instead of singles guy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. I already mentioned this on the socials. Uh, your song sign language is more than likely going to find its way on my most listened to songs list of 2021. Yeah, we saw that. Ah, all right.
6: Ah. Yes.
3: Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. It's uh, been heavy rotation on one of my, uh, one of my playlists. Um, who who wrote that one?
3: We actually all wrote that together.
0: Um, okay. So that was
3: one of the ones we, uh, <laughs> we all had, we're actually in this or the room next to this room and uh, we were all set up and, and, greg had this had this riff
4: um i wrote during a christmas
3: show christmas yeah (laughs) christmas music practice it doesn't sound like christmas to me nope Uh, but anyways i had i had uh titles just kind of you know uh, a list of titles that were evocative of kind of the themes for the record and uh, for some reason he, he played that riff, and I was like, that's, that's the title that goes with that riff. So we're going to write that. And then Catherine's always kind of like comes in at the end of, uh, towards the end of the arranging uh, process, the writing process. But this time we, we lassoed her in uh, to write with us early. And Kyle was kind of, he, he made that beat, you know, that is, it's, you know, he's sort of influenced yeah. like bands like the National that and that uh, kind of thing. And so, yeah, we all, we all wrote it in, in there together. It just kind of came together pretty quick after that I love it I love
7: it it's been a hard year for you and me got our wires crossed we're on a losing streak we're miles apart just across the room all it takes sometimes is to make the first move and I getting
0: So how would you describe the band? Like I already mentioned that you're quote unquote Americana and I'm <laughs> you typically do the air quote thing because Americana is this conglomeration of, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what genre it is. But I, I saw that you guys were added to a Spotify playlist called Fresh Folk. Oh, wait, what, what exactly is Fresh Folk? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're looking at it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at
6: it. You're <laughs> looking at it
5: oh no i don't know i mean we i can't tell you how many hours days we've literally talked about this and i think the short answer is we don't know either but we do know that there are a lot of bands that are easier to define as maybe not americana you call them rock or country and there's all these bands that are in this sort of uncanny valley between whatever other styles of music are but we do know what we like we know we so we tend to think of more bands i suppose you know we do like and sounds, perhaps. We like synthesizers, but we like rootsy instruments. You know, we like old, good
3: music, but we like new, good music.
5: You know? Yeah, so we like
2: songwriting. We like, you know... Harmonies that, singing. Harmonies, yeah.
3: So we know what we like. I guess we don't care so much what we... Or care at all what genre we are, but you have to... You do have to kind of help people along, you know. that It's not just the marketing thing. It's like just helping people understand something, something like what you are. And so it's important that we come up with some terms you know yeah we've tried we've tried
0: i know you know somebody asked me recently well what kind of music um do you guys have on your podcast like what genres do you specify and i'm like everything like (laughs) wayne like wayne what would you what would you tell people
1: oh yeah i would say the same thing everything like we've never i mean if a guest wants to talk about Polka record, we'll do it. I mean, we had somebody pick a jazz record. It awesome. was arduous. <laughs> at best. <laughs> uh, at best. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're up for the challenge. We'll listen to anything. We are truly music lovers. And so, yeah. I don't, it hasn't bothered me yet.
0: That's great. Yo, yeah. The episodes that are coming out during the week of this recording are punk centric. Nice. So, yeah. The raincoats, um, which. I don't know. Do you guys know raincoats? I d- I
5: don't know, but yeah. I'm I'm usually into a lot of punks. When you say punk, are we talking like Blink One Eighty Two punk? Or are we talking no, like this is misfits 90- misfits and getting into like the the Black no, this Flag is, era? This was
1: even this was even this was late seventies. British. Okay. So all, all British. Gang all of four. Oh, Gang of four. four.
0: Yeah, We're Gang letting, of four. Yeah, that, that would be the. the I clash. just, uh,
5: I guess about last year finished, uh, our band could be your life. I don't know if you've read that book. Have not. Uh, oh, it's such a great book and it goes into all the, the punk scene of that era, just right out of the late seventies into the eighties. I mean, it talks about really that, that, that chasm of rock and roll from the seventies into the nineties, which isn't talked about a lot. And they go into the Minutemen, the meat puppets, Husker do. I mean, there's so many, so many great bands they, they talk about. Um, But yeah, no, I'll I'll have to check that out, man. That sounds awesome.
1: Yeah. I just started, please kill me, which is about the late seventies, uh, late sixties going into the seventies in New York, velvet underground. Oh, sweet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it took him two years to finish the replacements. (laughs) Uh, book yeah. so. <laughs> oh man, I got to read that. That was one of
5: my favorite bands that I got out of that. Our band could be your uh, life. They're so
0: good. They're so good.
5: And that's a band that I would even argue is sort of Americana sometimes. And that's what's yeah. weird about that that word again. Like the replacements have some sounds that remind me like the Killers or or I don't know. You know, they they, they just they, I don't know. They just stand out a little bit different yeah. than just your cliched punk band.
3: They're big Ryan Adams influence. Yeah,
0: yeah totally. Oh, we we just recorded a replacements episode and it was with Ricky from The Wild Feathers. Oh nice. Oh yeah, those guys are great. Which you wouldn't uh, you know, if you listen to their music you'd be like, Oh, he's probably gonna pick an Eagles record.
2: Yeah. Right. No, no, absolutely yeah. not.
0: So um so that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at the the, the playlist. So Wayne, maybe we're fresh folk. When it comes to the (laughs) podcast, because so I'm looking who knew. So Bree Kennedy is on that list is on that playlist. Um, she's a former guest, an upcoming guest. Uh, Gillette Johnson is on that list. Um, Humbert Wayne is on that list. Um, Ron Pope is on that list. And, um, hopefully I didn't just jinx that because we're recording with Ron in a week. um, so super excited for that. We,
3: pl- one. we played with Ron. Um, we played with Ron and a band called uh, Wild Rivers. Yeah, mm. in Colorado. And both 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 of those artists are,
0: are really great. Oh yeah, um, it was
5: Meadowgrass, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Very cool. So that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So fresh folk. That's our there you that's go. our that's our podcast genre,
1: Wayne. That's us. Uh,
0: again, I have no idea what the hell that even means. <laughs> all right, um, all right. So, who who wants to uh, who from the band wants to tell us
4: what record you guys chose to revisit for this episode? We chose "Cold Roses" by Ryan Adams and the Cardinals. Okay.
0: What wh- and was this something that you all kind of said, yeah, this is the one we want to do, or was there some debating among the band? Uh when is there not debating in the band?
2: Uh, if we're going, I think, well, we we had a pretty solid idea of doing Ryan Adams just because that is uh, an artist that I think we, early on in our band career, kind of bonded over listening to and loving. If it had been my choice by myself, I would have chosen Heartbreaker. Um, but okay. I love many of the songs off this album. And, you know, what I'd really do is just... Piecemeal my own Ryan Adams songs <laughs> right. if I could do it.
5: She's not an album format kind of. Well, girl. that's not
2: true. <laughs> I just the Heartbreaker is the one that I know front to back. You know. Yeah,
3: but yeah, we all we all kind of. uh I always say that I, I can't really listen to Ryan Adams too much anymore. I, I kind of fall under a spell and I'm like, you know, y- 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 there's two, there's some artists that I'm like, yeah, I might want to be that too much when, if I listen to it too much. <laughs> um, or at least I felt that way some years ago, maybe it wouldn't be so, so bad now, but, uh, I just have to stop. It's like, you know, but, but that is one that we all bonded over very early in the band's history. So we thought it would be cool. Okay. Um,
0: Kyle, you, yeah, you, you seem to be on the periphery. So what, what, what were some things that you you were listening to or thinking? Well, no.
5: About? So I have to, well, I mean, there's so many artists that we were definitely talking about. But what my favorite thing about Ryan Adams as the artist for this band is if you don't look at this album for a second, but you look at his whole catalog, he's a great overlap artist on all the genres we like. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if you, if, if you think of us, if we were to zoom in on certain genres to, to remark about for each person in this band, I guess I would be the more kind of punk rock guy of the band. Well, if you know about Ryan Adams catalog, he likes punk rock too, okay. right? He gets, he, he gets rocking, but he's also so singer songwriter, you know, but then he also can rock, but then he can, he, he definitely, he's country, he, Americana for sure. But and then he'll just throw you for a loop. I mean, so that's, what's so cool about him. I think is that his albums were so accessible for our whole band and it was a great overlap point. And so, yeah, I mean, it was also cool that I didn't actually know as much about Ryan Adams until I was in this band. And it was such a great, great, you know, way to learn, you know, together about this same artist.
3: Which is ironic because Kyle is the only one that actually saw Ryan Adams play this on tour. Oh, yeah.
5: I saw this guy during this era. It was one of the first uh, (laughs) ACLs uh, here in Austin. And uh, I mean, I remember someone told me about it, I was like, ah, I'll go. What was it like one of the last days? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know who's playing, but I think Cheryl Crow's headlining. This is the Sunday night final show, Cheryl Crow's headlining. I said I'd go, someone gave me a free ticket. I walked up, I think the I was three people away from the front and I was at the back. I mean, it just it was so spread out. This was that's how little it was, and it was I remember it was Ryan Adams, whoever that is and cheryl crow
3: in 2005 Uh, i mean yeah
5: like this is like lance armstrong is on the the side of the stage (laughs) era cheryl crow and ryan comes out and sings uh if it makes you happy with with, with cheryl crow it's like that's awesome i don't know who that dude is uh but anyway i'll check out his stuff i think someone gave me a rip cd of rock and roll i hadn't listened to it yet you know (laughs) like whatever and then I since then I was like I mean we all have bands like that where we've probably seen live and we're like ah, oh, I wish I would have actually been into this band when I saw them live because they're so good now in your head but then you were like Eh, I don't know these I don't know this band yeah and then you dig in and it's like oh I would have loved every second of that show if I just knew the music better
0: so maybe this is a good point to um, address the man it's himself since um Wayne brought it up early didn't realize he was going to bring it up quite that early, but um, foreshadowing—you yes. got to get it out there. Yeah. So <laughs> disclaimer. So Ryan got himself into a little trouble a few years ago. Go go read the New York Times um, article because I don't I don't really want to rehash all of it. Um, and I have to admit that I I'm a huge I'm a huge Ryan Adams guy. Like, um, and I stopped listening, and that's saying something because. All right, this is how much of a fan I am. You all know the live recordings that he did from Carnegie Hall.
6: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I was at show number two. Oh wow. oh wow. Um, I had a couple clients that were in New York City at the time, and I told my client that I was available for a meeting the day after a second show to make sure that I was up there for it. Um, so flew in the night before, attended the 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 concert, and it's. Like if you listen to the the recording, you know that it's magical. He, you know, and I was there. That it, it's one of the, my favorite concerts that I've ever been. Wow! Um, so I'm a fan, and so when all of this came out, and I'm like, uh, how do you how do you separate the art from the artist? Like this one was tough, and. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of the whole cancel culture. I get it. I get why people do it, but, um, I don't know. It's, um, so, so listening to this, it was great. I, 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 remembered, you know, how much I enjoy his music. Um, yeah, it's, it's still a little bit hard for me to separate the art from the artist. How do you guys, how do you guys do it? I definitely think it's, yeah, it's not easy. Um,
3: it's a million dollar question. It is a million dollar question because because it gets, it can get pretty complicated uh, depending on how you. Yeah, I don't know.
0: We're all we're all we're all skating around our words here. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's hard because
2: it's a it's like a something you fell in love with before without any context. It's like yeah. I didn't know anything about Ryan Adams when I listened and fell in love with his music, and so. It's almost like two separate things for me, you know. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of
3: feel the same way. I mean, I don't. I think ultimately, I just do separate it. Like, I, I just, yeah. I don't think about. I don't know. I mean, I do it when I look at a painting, you know, I, or or whenever I watch a movie, or whenever I. I mean, unless unless the thing, and that I think, I think that maybe the answer is something in this. It's like unless the things that he's writing about, or the things that you're painting about are so twisted Are so connected to the
4: transgression transgression
3: whatever. that it's like indistinguishable sort of, you know, yeah. um, like a murderer always painting pictures of murder. And it's like, well, somehow I liked that better before I knew you were an actual murderer. I don't know, you know, but like, not that you would like a painting like that. I'm just an extreme example, but, yeah. uh, yeah. I don't know. Somehow I just do. I, I mean, I I just,
2: I'll definitely say I find myself listening to Ryan Adams less Yeah, some, but, you know, it's still an album that musically, if you're talking about influences and ways that us as a band have like, y- the references we use or things we, you know, it, we, we often come back to Ryan Adams and that's just the truth of, you know, the inspiration we've taken from... Before we learn those things, you know,
3: yeah, or it's like an actor. I mean, you don't know any of these people. I mean, some people do, like, but all most of your favorite artists, most of one's favorite artists, you just don't know them. Yeah, you don't. You don't really know anything about them unless you really do know them personally.
5: Another another so thing you
3: already separated.
5: Another thing I think about with this is when you know we get way 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 far removed from this decade, and uh, we want to talk about the history of rock music. It's going to be pretty difficult to not talk about Ryan Adams, you know, in the- Just
2: cancel everybody.
5: In the the notion of like the the alt country movement, you know, the Uncle Tupelo and all these other artists, like you're gonna have to talk about him because he was like, he was a piece of the connective tissue in a lot of that music. And so if you're willing to at least acknowledge that he's historically relevant in the the lineage of, of rock music, let's say, then it's at least reasonable for us to go, hey, well, he's relevant to the history of this band because we, before all this nonsense happened, of course, with this guy, we were still rocking out these records, you know, yeah. years prior, you know, so, uh, that you know, that's why we were still, still picking it, because it's still true, uh, regardless of what happens with Ryan Adams.
3: That's a good point. I wonder if everything he releases now, you know, from that point on, would look at it differently, maybe. But the stuff before, it's like, well, that's before, I don't know, I mean, somehow you're it's a good yeah. question, though. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it is a great question. question. I mean,
5: obviously, we, we don't a have discussions. clear answers. We have,
2: we've had discussions not, I mean, about that, but like just in general, these kind of discussions all the time. Like, yeah. what's the line you draw? I mean, obviously, I'm not hanging a Hitler painting in my house.
0: No. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
2: So at some point, you cut it off.
0: So but what if it did... was really good? No. <laughs> <laughs> he did put out a record end of last year. Has anybody listened to it? I did, yeah. I think we all we all maybe
5: gave it at least the single a listen once, maybe in the van. I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking too soon.
3: <laughs> Am I the only one to listen to it? <laughs> no, I think I think a single is all I listen to. I mean, is the whole record out? See, I don't even
0: know if yeah. that yeah. was actually the whole out. record. I think we... Came out in December, I think it was. I listened huh. to it today for the uh. very first time because um, I because I heard I heard the single as well. I heard, I, but I listened to it for the first time, and I don't love it because I feel like. Yeah. Um, I feel like the subject matter of some of the songs were a little bit schmaltzy, like I feel mm-hmm. like he's he's overcorrecting where he's like I'm I'm sorry and I love you and, and it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. But do you really uh, yeah, yeah. like do yeah, you really I got the same vibe. Um cuz I, I don't know, it's l- let me also give you a little context. So I told you that I saw him at Carnegie Um, Wayne's probably going to make fun of me when I, when I tell this story. So I like to, I like to meet the artists that I go and see live. And, um, so I'm the guy who is bringing the CD covers to get signed or the vinyl to get signed. I just want to, you know, that's, that's kind of my way of, of kind of remembering the night. So, I'm outside Carnegie with a couple other diehard Ryan Adams fans. And I'm talking with them. Cause this was the first time that I'd ever seen him live. He doesn't, he didn't come to Florida that often. And I'm talking to with a, with one of the other guys. And he's like, I don't know why I'm out here. And it's like, well, <laughs> why are you out here? He's like, cause he won't sign. He's a dick. I, you know, he's, he won't sign. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't have a meeting until 11 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, I can stay out late. It's it's okay. So so Ryan comes out about a half hour after the show. Um, he's got a pizza in his hand, and he doesn't make eye contact with the five of us that are waiting there. Just and all of us were like, fantastic show. And he says nothing goes immediately into his R V and they pull away. Like Wow. Like so <laughs> which which Look, um that's not the first time that I've ever been ignored or not made eye contact with. It's okay. Like
1: I do it all the time.
0: <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> you know, so it it so I so when all of this came out and it showed kind of his true colors, I wasn't surprised by any of it. And mm-hmm. and so when when I'm listening to his album today and he's, you know, um I don't know. It just it felt pandering to me, um, right? So I will probably never so, listen to it again. <laughs> so okay. So here's an interesting. I'm actually not surprised by that story, but but
3: not to get too into the weeds with this. But yeah, yeah. It's it, the question is always interesting. People don't ever ask like, should you separate art from artists? They're they're always like, can you you know can you separate art from artists? And whatever the should you question might be, the can you question is. I mean, sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. Like, if you don't know yeah, it's anything, absolutely dependent. Yeah, it's dependent, and and then once you know everything about who made your favorite coffee cup, even though you've never thought anything about who made your coffee cup, it's the most artful coffee cup ever. But I love it. But if your co- if your coffee cup was made by like an axe murderer, you probably wouldn't drink from it again. So you probably can't, can't probably can't fully separate it if yeah. you know all the stuff.
1: Yeah, like I was thinking about it previous to reading the the New York Times article and. Like artist and being an asshole, it's got a mathematical equation. Like there's a level you can go based on how popular. Like I'm a huge Guns N' Roses fan. And in the night, in the late eighties, early nineties, nobody was a bigger asshole than Axl Rose, <laughs> but he, everything he did was great. Everybody loved everything he did and their band was on top of the world. And so you would put up with much more of it, but it gets to a tipping point where a phrase that's been used about me a lot in my life is more trouble than he's worth. And it gets to that. <laughs> yeah. And then it's no, and then, but there's aside from that, that there's a separate section of things like, you know, recently Bruce Springsteen was pulled over for drunk driving in a, you know, is in a national park doing like 15 miles an hour and you can say, you know, nobody got hurt and I'm sure he's hugely embarrassed and he'll apologize and you can forgive him for that. You can let it go. Cause nothing happened. But there's certain things you can't do and just have it pushed and brushed away. And like I say, I'm not going to – because the album is great. And I I listened to the album before I went in deeper on what the accusations were. And I'm, Angel surcamp called it perfect and said it was her, fa- her second favorite double album, the listener of the show. And I thought that was a bit much. Like how do you take 18 songs – Yeah and say it's perfect and at the end of the day there is this is a this these songs range from really good to really really good um so he did it but it's hard, but there's certain things you just can't do and like i say i have three daughters and so when you read some of this stuff i it's not it's it, it's there's no way to separate it it's like luckily i listened to it before i knew all that Right. Yeah. And wrote my notes. Right. right,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so did we. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's get some bio info on this. So, Cold Rose's sixth studio album from Ryan Adams, released in May of 2005 on the Lost Highway label. It's his first with the backing band, The Cardinals, and first of three albums that he released in 2005. (laughs) That's right. He put out three albums in 2005 this is a double album and this so is a double, album. yeah. and a double album double so we're talking cold roses jacksonville city nights which was also with the cardinals and then 29 mm-hmm. which is not credited uh, to the cardinals um so yeah there's this is you, you already mentioned this is a double album this is 18 songs um which kid. i do now that we have video you can see the disdain on Wayne's face that we have, it's to, that disdain, we have to talk I mean, about eighteen songs. The first
1: thing I always think of in a double album <laughs> is what could they have cut and made a single album. And I don't I, there's not there's not enough that I would say is even worth it, there's not anything to cut. He I don't I wouldn't have believed it before I listened to it. Yeah.
0: Um all right. So the, the story that I read on this was uh, before he made the record, he broke his left wrist. He f- slipped off a stage, fell into the orchestra pit, and that's where he relocated uh, to Jacksonville, North Carolina. It's not Jacksonville, Florida, like I'm used to. <laughs> um, and uh, he said that he had to relearn how to play guitar because of this. And during that, uh, during that time, uh, I guess he was playing Grateful Dead and Bob Dylan. And, and so I guess that, that is kind of the, the, the root of getting the Cardinals together was more of this, um, uh, well, fresh folk. I guess it's fresh folk. <laughs> and, and Wayne, not the first time we've talked about a record when a musician is recovering from a major accident. So we just did a uh, Mark Knopfler record uh, a couple months ago, where Mark had a motorcycle accident, and he turned around and put a really good album out. So, um, so I don't know if that has anything to do with um, with putting this 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 great output. Maybe he had some some downtime. Um, I've been telling everybody I can't wait for all of the music that's going to come out in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two because. Y'all had time to write a bunch of songs during COVID. You weren't on the road yeah. and that kind yeah. of deal. Um, all right. The personnel for this. So, of course, Ryan Adams. Um, he plays pretty much everything on here. Um, doesn't play drums. Um, I guess that's the only thing. The rest of the band is consisted of Brad Pemberton, who is on the drums, uh, Brad has also toured with Brendan Benson, and I guess he is also touring with Steve Earle and the Dukes. So oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, J.P. Bowersock uh, uh, on the electric guitar. Um, he's worked with a bunch of musicians as well, including The Strokes uh, and Julia Casablancas, Russian Vogue. I don't know them. Um, does anybody know Russian Vogue? Or zero bridge.
5: No. Not, yeah, no. I definitely really. know the strokes though. I think oh, he, oh, he yeah. taught them guitar I was reading the uh, oh really just, uh, earlier. Yeah, that's that's kind of his thing. They just credit him because he was sort of the responsible for their tools uh
0: of you know being able to play guitar. Gotcha. Uh, wow. Interesting. All right. Uh Catherine Popper uh is on the bass and um does some piano work as well. She's uh a member of the trio called Puss and Boots, that's with uh, Nora Jones and Sasha Dobson,
2: mm, and yeah. I guess
0: she's been a part of Jesse Mallon's band for the last several years, based off of her Wikipedia. Oh, cool. Uh, Rachel Yamagata is uh, provides vocals and piano on a couple of the songs. We'll talk about those as we get there, and then Cindy Cash is on steel guitar and dobro. So, and I don't. I don't know how many songs she's on. So
3: Yeah, so another cool part of why we chose this record is because we, we had Cindy actually play on our first record. Um, Very cool. Because of how much we loved her playing on this record. And so we got to reference, you know, it's like, well, you know, if we want them to play it exactly the way they did on the record you love, maybe you call the exact same person. And she happened to be living in Austin at the time. And she was so she was the nicest person ever. Like she was so sweet. And I just called her up. She answered. And she was like, "Yeah, I'll be down there." I think you still have her voicemail saved, right? I do still have her voicemail saved. Yeah, (laughs) he's got a few treasured (laughs) voicemails.
0: (laughs) Uh, Save that one. Yeah,
3: yeah. And then she moved. Like she finished the session, and then very shortly after thereafter moved to Woodstock, uh, New York, I think. So, but yeah, so
0: a little trivia there. All right, my question is: Is your favorite Ryan Adams song on this album? Uh <sighs> no. Wayne, we've already talked uh offline. Come pick me Come up. Come pick me up.
2: Oh yeah. That's
0: so good. I concur.
2: See, we should have done Heartbreaker. <laughs> that's what I'm saying.
5: But it we might... were talking about albums. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, know.
5: I don't think that's his best album. Well,
2: I don't be wrong. be wrong.
5: Well, we what's what we're
2: talking
3: about? <laughs> maybe maybe. I don't have a favorite running. Right I can't pick a favorite.
5: I, I definitely agree that Come Pick Me Up is a stellar tune. Uh there's some bangers on this one for sure though.
3: Yeah.
0: Greg, how about you?
4: Is your favorite on this one? I love "Oh My Sweet Carolina" uh, a lot. I don't know. You know, of course.
3: Okay. I really love "Stars Go Blue." Stars, Stars Go Blue Go might Blue. be my favorite. That's even also, yeah,
2: mine I mean, is the hardest part. That's See, we're the it's just part. all over the we're all over the, the place. Album Jacksonville right now. skyline. Yeah. yeah.
5: But some of the struggles, and I find this with a lot of artists, is you can really like a song because of the, the songwriting, and you can really like a song because of the sonic landscape, or it just rocks. Like, it's just heavy or something. I don't know. Like, some of my favorite, like, just rock and heavy tunes are stupid, but they're, like, just fun to listen to. Yeah. Right? And so, Ryan Adams somehow can cover all those things. And so, there's some songs that are genuinely, like, my favorite by him, because it's just good to listen to and then others it's like really good songwriting but it's not it doesn't have all that sonic landscape like that other favorite song so it's just always hard to to pick and choose but
3: what are we here to talk about albums right (laughs) i
5: concur and i
4: will say (laughs) that that i this is one of those albums that i remember like vividly i was at the beach visiting my family in new jersey or the shore they call it and uh and the jersey shore jersey shore and uh I I just ha- I was, like, getting picked up from the airport or something. And I was like, hey, we have to stop because I have to buy this album. And I'm pretty sure I stopped, <laughs> bought that album, and just listened to it the whole week at the shore. And,
3: well, it's also yeah. one that whenever we were first getting together to yeah. play, we would just pick a song from this album. Oh, yeah. And at that time, we were able to yeah. play every one of them. I oh, think, abso- yeah, much. absolutely. I don't think we could do that right now, but we could at the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And there, and and some of the songs are kind of weird for this genre, for the fresh folk genre. <laughs> That's right. They're, they're a right. little bit more out there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I think my favorite Ryan Adams songs are more in the fresh folk genre.
2: Yeah. So what would be your
0: <laughs> lucky one? Is probably my oh, yeah. favorite. Um, I don't know. Lust- are we lucky now? Yeah. Lu- is it Lucky Now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm lucky, I'm lucky Now is lucky from now. is that from Ashes and Fire? Yeah. Great one. Can you tell? I don't. I haven't listened to it for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Lushanega oh, yeah. just smiled. That one's good. Yeah. As well. um, oh yeah. So good. He's he he's got some really good covers as well. Like one the Wonderwall cover is amazing.
2: The Taylor Swift cover.
5: If, if you album. were That's good. if you're trying to yeah. if you're trying to find the top song you're kind of trying to find the one that scores 100 out of 100, right? And I think those songs might exist, you can make arguments for it. But what I'd say about this record especially as we dug into it, if this one doesn't have the 100 score, this one's got a lot in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, got a lot, and like I agree. and so that's like I love Magnolia Mountain. That's a great tune, you know. But this is the the problem. When, whenever you ask me which favorite band, it, it's a lot harder to answer sometimes. When you ask what's like one of your top ten favorite bands, yeah, yeah. Or easy. you know, then you can go like, oh, okay, well, I can comfortably say it's this band because just in case, I might think of one that beats it. But yeah, this record has got countless tunes that are at least in those the that that you know
0: they're they're A's. You know, <laughs> there's no B's on this. A lot of ways, yeah. You know? Yeah, that that was Kyle's way of going. Let's do the track by track analysis. Um, I want to talk about Magnolia Mountain. All right, uh, <laughs> yeah. He... So let's let's get to it. So as a reminder, our scoring is based on number of songs on the record. Wayne, how many songs on this record? Eighteen. Wait, Wayne loves a good ten song well, album. 10. So ten is, t- 10 is, perfect, is perfect, perfect for him. So. There's 19 the on the vinyl, so.
2: Yeah, there's even right. one more. I Just on the vinyl. saw that. I was like, I don't
3: even know this, <laughs> and I and I have the vinyl. Yeah, Where, right. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, we're doing the Spotify version of this. Yeah, so, Spotify version. Yeah. I
2: have to be honest. The last three I've probably have been have listened to twice ever. Are oh, the last three on the record? Yeah.
3: They were ranked pretty. They were ranked pretty low for you.
2: Yeah.
0: In me. And and everyone, uh, we'll get yeah. to, we'll get to yeah. that here. And just- it's like
2: oh, I <laughs> just can't listen anymore.
0: <laughs> All right, so um, that that means our top song is going to get eighteen points. Next favorite, seventeen points. On down to lowest score of one, so that we can come up with our top five. And here we go. Let's let's kick this off with Magnolia Mountain. All right, Kyle. Since you um, you alluded to it, to so, to so tell me what you like about Magnolia Mountain.
5: Man, you should have started with me because I actually put this at seventeen, not eighteen, which is I think a big big uh issue (laughs) that i struggled with for myself but uh for the purposes of moving things along it is a solid track uh i love actually uh, if if you haven't watched it there's a great live rendition of it they're in like a studio there's like some christmas lights behind them or something i don't know if you've ever seen it but they just like extend the jam of of the solo of the song like eight minutes or something and it's everything you want it's everything that you want so much in the song but still the song captures that jam like there's such an energy in this song but they can still capture that uh, that fresh folk Mm -hmm. that you know ryan adams is bringing bringing forth
0: and you mentioned how long it the 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 jam is so this is nearly six minutes long Mm -hmm. this is the longest song on the record um Mm -hmm. and pretty ballsy to put the longest song as as your opening track,
3: yeah, it's true. I haven't haven't thought about that before. Yeah.
4: That is, uh, yeah. I think we just we just never realized it because we love it so much. Yeah. Although actually, it ranked it third. But so I'm, yeah. I'm done so talking. You
3: don't love it you so
4: did. much, <laughs> Right. You traitor.
3: Uh, no, I I think okay. If we want to talk about like Americana, the word you know the genre, I think this this is like very comfortably like an Americana song and like all aspects yeah. and one of the best ones like if you if you said give me a like a, a genre of americana like one of the best songs written in that genre i would i would give you this song for sure be up there just because like musically and lyrically like it's just kind of i don't know it's this uh yeah it's like it's like americana but kind of like um a psychedelic cartoon. I don't want, I don't mean cartoon in like this, like silly. I just mean like a, a tri- like tri- trippy Americana a little bit, like even lyrically, like, you know, like Grateful Dead, but like yeah. somewhat popified. This I mean, obviously this Psyched- album's huge.
1: Psychedelic Americana. Yeah, yeah. sure.
3: Yeah.
5: But still just, yeah. And obviously the Grateful Dead thing, as, as you mentioned, you know, in the, the bio introductions, but that, that's so clear on this record that, oh, that they must have been listening to a lot of Grateful Dead before they made this record.
0: Yep. That's that was one of the reasons why I brought that up because I felt like there is a little bit of that Dead influence on some songs, and there's also that Dylan influence on some songs. Totally, as well. oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Catherine, I'm looking at your score. So, um, what what is it about this song?
2: Oh, definitely harmony for this one. i I'm a sucker for good harmony, and this one is it's just got a little enough of that something a little out of the box that you may not expect to hear and it's really fun to sing too so that helps but yeah I'd say definitely the songwriting and the harmony for sure
0: awesome alright so Catherine your score on yeah. this one
2: yeah 18 that was my, this was my number one
0: alright Kyle
5: I gave it a 17 alright Greg 16 Zach
0: oh 18 Wayne
1: a 13 I just I want to say the, uh, the Americana I think of uh, the band. And this oh, does yeah. have that, uh, the night they drove old Dixie down, it has that post-Civil War folk song. Like, yeah. was it written a hundred years ago or was it written yesterday? Yeah. Um, it's mythic. He does like, everything on this, like all of, like all of the the Grateful Dead, Bob Dylan, the Eagles, Joni Mitchell. Uh, there's so many influences on this record that you can hear in different places. And what I loved about it most is this doesn't sound like a dead song. I do hear Jerry Garcia in the vocals but he he he's able to use his influences and write his own songs and i think that is to his credit that is one of the things i like most about him all
0: right and this is my 13 as well all right next song sweet illusions That's Catherine Popper on the female vocals. Is that right? Ah. Yeah, we were talking about that. We
5: weren't sure if it was was Rachel. I was
0: was hoping one of you guys knew. Which one would... Yeah, which one was Rachel and and when it was Catherine. I know the ones that are Rachel. They did actually credit her three songs. Um,
5: So when I read those credits, I wasn't sure if they were saying she sang all the vocals on all the songs and specifically played piano on these three songs. Okay. Or if it was piano and vocal on these three songs. So maybe
0: I'm completely wrong. All right. it's <laughs> a good chance. Wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the first time. Um. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at scores. Kyle, get us
5: started. Yeah, there's a handful of songs here that were kind of hard to, to pick, but I knew they were in the top. And so, yeah, I just put this one next, next down, 16. I mean, I always... This is a good example of... Since uh, y'all were talking about track order, this is a great track, too. It just feels really good whenever it pops in. You're sort of winded after that that the the rock hit of that first one. This, ah, I just it just breathes really nice, and I love the way the end of that chorus hits every time. It's such a such a great tune. Yeah.
0: Um. All right, Greg. Anything on this one?
4: Oh, solid. Uh, like kind of spaghetti guitar riff, you know, with the 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 cash dollar steel in there as well. I mean, it's it's a cool soundscape for a song called Sweet Illusions. I'd say. Anything
0: lyrically stands out for you guys on this one? Wayne, anything for you?
1: Uh, there's a, I say, I guess my favorite part of the song is the, the female vocal. It's almost mm-hmm. like a, like a vision only he can hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just has this. So there's a lot of self pity in it. Like I say, all of these songs, almost, almost all of these songs, if not feel like about a broken relationship. And I, he, you know, some more than others, but, uh, yeah, I just love that female vocal and it comes in in this way, like just like I say, like it's a vision, like something only he can hear, only the central character can hear. I like that. All right.
0: Um anything else before I get scores? No.
2: Oh, yeah, I was just gonna add to that about the the harmony on this one specifically is really cool. Starts off right at the top with harmony, which is cool and it's it's got yeah, good harmony.
0: And he does add a couple times yeah. on this mm-hmm. record. Yeah. I like it. All right, um, Catherine, your score.
2: Let's see what I just had it up. I, it is fourteen.
0: All right, Zach, twelve. Greg also twelve. Kyle sixteen. Ooh, w- Wayne, way up there, ten. And I'm matching your ten. We we matched a few times yeah. on this, Wayne. This is not good. Ah. It's never good when <laughs> Wayne and I agree <laughs> on this stuff. Not good. Alright, next song is Meadow Lake Street. Sometimes
7: if Lovin use a dream that's not worth having, then what would I dream of you? Used to be the house that she lived in down on Meadow Lake Street. Go
0: down the maple tree, your name the tree Wayne, I don't know how many times I said metal lark lemon <laughs> when I was doing this. Sorry. Um, grew up watching the Harlem Club Globetrotters. <laughs> nice. This song kind of takes you on a journey both lyrically and musically. I'm wondering, Wayne, when he talks about the Cherry Moon... Is that a Prince reference?
1: No, but there's definitely a lot of Joni Mitchell in the first half. Which, um, initially, this was much lower because I don't. I guess the it's so much Joni Mitchell. It almost it does almost sound like like he's trying trying Mm. too hard. But that's it's because I this was originally maybe my least favorite song. But it's the second half of the song that just feels like being in a convertible, just driving down the highway. It just has this this really soaring epic feel to it. So I, yeah, it is, there's two parts of the song. And while I may not have been as big a fan of the first half of it, I absolutely love the second half.
5: I'm so glad you said that because that is the problem with this record that I struggled with. There are so many songs that if I judged them by the first half of the song, they're so low. But if I judge them by the end, they they're at the top of my list. And, and, and this is where the track ordering is really important because as a track three, like, you kind of like, uh, I don't really know if I'm digging this tune. And then when it gets to the end, and there are so many songs in this record that are just like that. What is it at the end? Uh, is it, uh, uh Why Do I Dream of You? Is that this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, that's so good. Like, And you're like, that's why I went through all of this song, just to get to there. Countless songs in this record are just like that. So it's hard to rank it, but I love, I love hearing this tune still in
0: sequence. So I'm glad you brought that up. So my my oldest son helps me with the sound clips, and I tell him where to record the sound clips. If you guys can see all the scratch marks that are on my sound clips, (laughs) because I'm I'm right there with you, because I'm like, well, do I take the first half of this song? Does that explain the song better than the second half? Because the second half, completely different musically, and this is definitely one that... Like I said, it kind of takes you on that little bit of a, a a journey.
3: So I would say that that's kind of like a defining characteristic of this album, maybe Jacksonville City Nights to a certain extent as well. But it, but more than any other, uh, like more than any other album in Ryan Adams' catalog, yeah. This is like I would say this is maybe one of the the weirdest in that sense, song form wise, because there's so many songs on this record that are like multiple movements like multiple songs smashed into one and I don't think he does that that all I mean he doesn't do it on every album so this must have just been like an era he was going through um and and that's that's one of the reasons why I think this album is just super cool and why it's like an album that's probably why you know maybe my favorite songs aren't all from this album but as an album it has to be a part of the album it's you know they exist
0: in an in an album yeah it's almost as is if some of these songs are a little bit on
4: the prog side, like yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah, this one that that this one that fits that uh, fits this one very well. Yeah, that description. Yeah.
0: All right, um, I dig this song. Uh, this is my fifteen, Wayne. Six. All right, Zach. Uh, Fourteen. Greg. Eight. Catherine. Fifteen. And Kyle gave it a nine. All, right. all over the map mm-hmm. We so are all over the place oh, so Yeah um, Alright When Will You Come Back Home is next And I actually almost wanted to introduce it with a dramatic pause. When, when will you <laughs> when come will back you come. home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't do it. Um, all right. This is uh, this is another one that I it, it went up and down the, the 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 charts for me here. The scores for me. Um, and I'm looking at score, so Wayne, this, this ended up being one of your favorites. Yeah. Tell, tell so me So this
1: one gives me a peaceful, easy feeling. Uh, not it doesn't sound like it's not an Eagles song, but it sounds like it was written in a room at the Hotel California. It just he uses that influence and writes a song that that has that same kind of aura and vibe. And it this but it's funny, in a lot of ways the song that it reminds me of is Wild Horses by Garth Brooks, uh, thematically, like this girl left him because he's on the road all the time and he's ap- he completely understands that the line that gets me every time is I'm going to shatter like the glass. I turned your heart into like every time like mm-hmm. goosebumps come up.
0: Yeah. That, that was one that I, um, that I uh, highlighted as well. Coming off the hinges, like the door, the shadows dancing up in the window. Uh, yeah, The not who you are, but who we were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great, great lines. There's some great, great lines in this one. All right, um, Catherine, what do you like about this song?
2: I mean, yeah, definitely the the songwriting in this one. This one's I, I'm usually quick to talk about harmony in songs. This isn't one that I would necessarily talk about that. Um, but yeah, I echo y'all sentiments. It's a it's a great song.
0: All right, your score on this one? Uh,
2: what did I give it? I gave it a twelve.
0: Okay, Kyle.
5: Uh, I gave it a seven. Um, but it's, this is what's hard about this is I I think you kind of already hinted at this. It's not a seven when you're looking at it's like, well, I I don't know what any of these are, but that one's definitely a seven. It's probably, I gave that one an 18 as well. All I knew. And then I realized, well, this one's got to beat it. So I'll put it 17. And I kept that going until it dropped all the way down to seven. But uh, we know it's so tough. We know we d- we do
0: this ev- every you, you, episode. Yeah, you you got twice the. a
6: week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we got it. Um. All right. Who else have I not asked? Zach. I gave it a four. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's
3: just pure like taste. For some reason, I got. I don't know. I mean, you know, anybody liking anything intensely that has good, you know solid opinions on other stuff you got you got to maybe think about you re-examine i'm going to go back and re-examine this song you know because you, you guys are seeing things in it that i didn't see in it but it, i just never it just never grabbed me you know I, it just seemed kind of like oh it's, it's this is more of a bland one for, you know to be maybe extreme too extreme but yeah i just
0: never gave you that peaceful easy thing. it didn't no it didn't okay. no okay all right um wayne your score
1: Ah, uh, 17 it was my second favorite.
0: All right. This is my 12. Did I miss anyone? Oh uh,
4: I'm a 7 with Kyle, I think maybe. All right. Okay. okay. Sorry. About Nothing that. to add. Dude. No, you're good. All
0: right. All right. Next song, beautiful sorta What, what do you guys think about songs like that that start in this sort of demo studio playing along dialogue? Because we, we touched on this, Wayne, during our Butch Walker episode, because Spade, the Spade has a lot of this feel of this kind of studio banter thing.
1: Well, that's the, the opening line from Looking for a Kiss by the New York Dolls. Uh, so I love that and this is the thing is the whole spreadsheet where everybody I can see everybody's score I love I really like this song but I saw everybody else's score and it affected me which I hate but uh, I love the big crunchy guitars like they're almost Stonesian it's not perfect but there's uh, it it just has a like I say I love the way he starts it out that's total punk rock rip off the New York dolls and mention beer and I'm I'm in
5: yeah. It's, it's yeah. tough. I think I I was low on this one because it's so out of context of what you've been hearing. So from the, the recognition of, of the, of what the album has introduced, this is new material. It's not new material for Ryan Adams by any means. In fact, I kind of love it and want to, want to hear a whole album just like it. It's just, well, there was a vibe you were striking with these other tunes. But if you're going to rock, I thought you were going to rock like Magnolia Mountain rock. You were not going to rock like this. You know, right. so it kind of felt like we we're going in a weird place.
3: It's it's an outlier uh, in that like so, it's sonically way more like lo-fi than the rest mm. of them or just mm-hmm. more punk, like more punk. I mean, you know, it's it's
5: that's what that Stonesy
3: thing is too. Yeah. Right? And and I almost thought, okay, so this is a weird one because this would be way up high on my list. This was always one that as a song, I actually re- I love this song. But it but the this, this, uh, like it's a record. This one, I don't know. I'm like, I wish it would have just had like a little bit better fidelity so I could hear some of the stuff was going on. It's almost like they went too far in that direction.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's my, that's my, um, confusion with this is because sometimes I think that he's saying beautiful soda yeah. instead of beautiful sorta. Yeah. Because of that lo fi aspect. So, um, anyways. Or maybe I'm just—you can tell that I'm on a diet, Wayne. Uh, <laughs> uh, not having soda, so.
1: It's all all the soda's beautiful now that you get it. It
0: is. It is. Could be a Pepsi product or a Coke product. I drink it both. Um, all right, scores. This is my least favorite, Wayne. Eleven. All right, that's that's more in line with you and I uh, disagreeing. <laughs> all right, Zach, your score.
4: Uh, it was a five.
0: All right, Greg. Uh, I
4: was also a one. Catherine.
2: Four.
0: And Kyle. Six. Okay. Now that you're gone is next... Who wants to get started on this one? Now, let's see. Now that you're gone. How about Zach? Tell to tell me something about now that you're gone.
3: Okay, I love this one because uh for some reason the Well I like it for two reasons. Uh lyrically, I love the I'm alone dancing in your room dancing. I mean, it's kind of creepy in some ways. But in your <laughs> but when I heard it back in the day, I was I'm alone like, Man, and I'm dancing with you a, now. Yeah, what a desperate move. Like this is this is that was a pretty evocative image, I thought, in your old room, in your old house, um, but there's nobody there. Like, that's, you know, dancing by yourself, pretending like somebody else is there because you miss them so much. Something I hadn't really like heard that. that in any other song. I thought that was pretty cool. And I also thought that this could go on
2: Heartbreaker. So yeah. it's like, oh, this is a yeah, like yeah. Heartbreaker song. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's why I like it. It reminds me of a Heartbreaker song. That, those lyrics and that now that you're yeah. the, the guitar thing that goes with that yeah. is cool, mm-hmm.
0: too. I love this one. And oh, yeah. you kind of brought up the stars go blue. This has that stars go blue vibe. Yeah, too, yeah, totally.
2: Well. It's a fun one to sing harmony to as well. That always ticks it up in my in my book.
0: Okay, so I'm looking at scores. So Wayne, how come you um, how come you gave this your one?
1: You know, I think there's a there's like a sincere heartbreak in the chorus that isn't matched in the verse, and I I guess I wanted and I do love that slow snare and the steel guitar. But I, I guess I wanted it to be sadder, like he stopped loving her today. Sadder, and it never, mm. it never got there.
3: Ooh, okay. yeah, yeah. The verses are kind of weird. Like I, I agree, it, the chorus saves that song. It's like they're they're not as good.
0: I could get behind that. Yeah. All right, um, Wayne, your score. <laughs>
1: I, I'm pretty sure you already let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to hear it from your mouth. The, the single.
0: All right. Uh, this is my nine, Zach.
4: This was 13
0: for me. All right, Greg.
4: Nine. Catherine.
2: 13 as well.
0: Kyle. 11. All right, next song Cherry Lane. song is so all over the place yeah um, <laughs>
4: so all over the place
0: i don't love the vocals to start out with this is another one where i struggled with the sound clip because i'm like um where do i where do i go to really demonstrate what this song is about the glass break I, I was gonna say the full-on sound effects, <laughs> yeah, right? sound effects. <laughs> yeah it's kind of fun but seems gimmicky and i'm on the fence whether uh, i wanted those there or not. Right. I don't know. So
5: the, yeah. there's a thing we've kind of already dug into that I have this theory about about this album, uh and it's Ryan Adams is like the secret emo guy that he's just he's just injecting emo into all of his records and yeah you think he's emo but he's so much more emo than like all the other bands that are actually emo bands sometimes you know like if you think about like what was the previous song like alone dancing yeah you know with you and the, like there's, there's some emo lyrics there yeah right? and so but he still loves all these other styles of music but yet again he does whatever he wants to do and then at the end he goes into what i've just still think is called is the emo section of the song where he just decides to just repeat I can never get close and let the chords just ebb and flow over repeating that and layer harmony and just let it keep going and we're just gonna rock out on this like that's the emo thing and that's what redeems the song for me but I mean honestly I could probably skip to that section Well, but
3: okay (laughs) so this is the first time this and jacksonville scene is the first time I ever listened to an album where oh, The beginning was like a super honky tonk country song, and then the end is not right Right. at all. And I had never that's that was my first exposure to music like that. I was like, Well, this is cool,
5: yeah. He does some things in this song, you on a
2: journey for sure. In this one,
5: like, I mean, he sets up some really good snare hits. Uh, is this the one that's like, I'm missing
1: a page, yeah, 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 that's the best line, yeah, I'm missing a page, (laughs) yeah. Like, there's all (laughs) these
5: great moments in in, in this whole record, but like in the song too, that where you're like. It, it redeems it as you're going. It's almost like ah, I'm just kind of figuring the song out as we go, and then they like.
2: It d- is true though that that starting out with almost like a yodel at the very beginning of the song, and then finish, finishing it.
3: Yeah, all. it's almost like making make fun of. of it I mean, first. yeah, it's like over yeah, to
2: me.
1: This is this is our alt country. This is yeah. like where it, I mean that that voice cracking in the in the beginning, and this this real super heavy country sound. Then he throws in the f word. Then he gets emo. Right, it's, right. Like I say, I I gave it a nine, but I like the song way more than that. Yeah, it has I a agree. lot of things in it that I feel like are like archetypical of this this genre that he is very much a, a part of.
3: Uh, yeah, making that's true. It a word even. Yeah, uh, Ryan Adams was my first alt country exposure to alt country in general. It was like after that, I found out that there was you
0: know Uncle Tupelo and mm-hmm. you know all the yeah. others. Yeah. All right. Wayne, you've already mentioned your score. This is my eight. Zach?
3: Oh, I had nine. You got, yeah. All
0: right. Greg? Ooh, two. Wow,
2: Catherine? Okay. Six.
0: Kyle?
5: I gave this one a four. Okay.
2: But now that conversation is making me like it more.
5: Yeah, I know. I feel agree. like I need to reevaluate. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right and then you realize what beats it and then you put it back
5: Yeah, it <laughs> probably
0: goes where it should be it's a vicious circle all right next song is uh, mockingbird <laughs>
4: This is not the Carly Simon song <laughs> yeah right If this isn't the greatest uh, Ryan Adams lyric of yes of all of all time uh, said it. I don't know what is but in my opinion the the opening Which lyric, ones? the opening lyrics uh, Mockingbird sing singing what the Lord was singing on the day he made the water the color of the blues I don't know something about it It's like Magnolia it's got the mythic it's like the mythic Americana quality to it. That's just
3: classic line
0: to me, yeah, Zach. I'm looking at your score your yours is the highest score of anyone um tell me what what's uh what's great about Mockingbird.
3: I think that opening line is so good
0: that it probably gave it
3: like five points <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I love that opening line so much um yeah, it's like this yeah it's well not like that, that said, 'cause that
4: whole verse the way it wraps back around with uh on the day you made the water the color of my baby's eyes yeah
3: like, oh, totally man. it's it's almost like this this whole thing is just this mythic american um landscape he takes you through like his own his own personal mythic American landscape with you know Tennessee honey and color of the bl- water is the color of the blues I mean yeah. you know that's just that's so like Americana man
0: it's awesome yeah yeah all right anyone else got anything on this one
2: I think he, this song has some pretty cool melodies um is uh, well is that the no it's is it I don't know if that's the next verse the the
5: rivers that run up is...
2: yeah, right. the, it's just a really cool responses in his melodies I think in this one particularly some the way he wrote him it's got some good melodies
5: i have to say getting up to what track eight now because uh, you know there's there's something that's been thematic in all this musically that is that grateful dead thing you know that he could he could have wrote all these songs without some of those wonky little turns in the chord sometimes like like the, the don't give up on love like there's a wonky little chord that pops in there. There's this really washy chord that comes in like at the two-thirds mark. There's all these things that they didn't have to do, but by doing them, it glued this song together with the rest of the album that you've heard thus far that I, I again, think of as that Grateful Dead tinge to this record.
0: I don't think we'd be talking about this record if there weren't those chord changes that, that he continues to do on, on the on this record. Totally. All right, um, Catherine. Your score on this one?
2: Uh, nine.
0: Zach, this one is a fifteen for me. All right, Greg, eleven. Kyle, uh, this is a five. All right, Wayne,
1: twelve. He it starts out real heavy, like uh, like big empty from Stone Pilots, and then it yeah. ends very, very Zeppelin like, um, and like all the water references has this like. The main character is drowning in his sorrows, and it's just tons of water references to, to kind of beat that home. All right,
0: mm-hmm. this is my five. All right, how do you keep love alive? Is next. Uh, I have a question, just because you yes. said it.
5: Has any have y'all done Purple, Stone Temple Pilots? We, we did. You did? Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to find that 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 sound. <laughs> oh, you just that said that's so like I'm listening to that record after we're done. That's such a great record.
0: yeah. Uh, the guest was Ships Have Sailed Oh man, that's great Check uh, it out Lead singer, lead singer from Ships Have Sailed Yeah, it was good like a long black
7: river And rattles my cage Like a thunderstorm Oh my soul What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? To be so sad and someone you love and Someone you love it's supposed to make you happy. What do you do? How do you keep
0: love alive? How do you keep love alive? I read this from Ryan. He says that he was high on opium when he wrote this. <laughs> yeah. Of course he was. <laughs> says, I fully I'm understand shocked. when people say Edgar Allan Poe used to smoke this stuff and have visions. I wrote the ent- entire song, How Do You Keep Love Alive? without writing a word down and I played it on a piano and I've tried to understand the chord pattern ever since because I can't effing play it. (laughs) So there we go. Um and and who who is the one who brought up emo? That'd be me. Kyle. Yeah. I I my notes here is emo.
2: Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh
5: yeah. Vibe. Vibe shot this one up. You know, they were talking about the lyrics shot. You gave it what, five points easy vibe alone it's like i mean he could be you know just speaking gibberish and this still would probably be just as high is uh, on my list because it's uh, as high as he was i yeah, suppose I see. Uh, my goodness yeah this uh <laughs> it really does kind of strike me as kind of nonsense ryan adams writing at least the way he just kind of starts but i love the sound of that piano on this track it's just so good it is great yeah and yeah. i
0: love the lyrics i i love when when singers are kind of quoting other people within their songs right. and you know he does this of what well, what are the words they use when they know it's over you know and then it's in you know we need to talk or
1: yeah i'm confused, I'm confused. maybe <laughs> later you
0: can come over
1: <laughs> yeah I'm just not that into you
0: and, <laughs> right and who hasn't had a relationship like that <laughs> yeah um all right anything else before we get to
1: ours on this one uh, this it would have been my least favorite if not for two lines. She runs through my veins like a long black river and rattle my rattles yeah. my cage like a thunderstorm. Yeah, those two lines saved just pull this song from the bottom for me.
3: Yeah, that's there great.
6: Those are great lines. Those,
2: that that would be the best lines of the song for sure.
0: Yep. All right. I have the high score on 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 this for any of us. Um, so this is my fourteen. Wayne. Five. Zach. Six, Greg, thirteen, Catherine, eight, Kyle, thirteen, Twinkies. <laughs> okay, all right. Is this the point where we um have to flip over into the next CD? <laughs> uh,
4: Is yeah. that the last one? Yeah, yeah, oh, the last is... one.
0: Yeah. All right. all right, so um, disc two. Here we go. So this is um, easy plateau. Before we start talking about the last nine songs, does anyone think that the vibes are different from disc to disk Mm-hmm. That's a good question.
2: I think so. Yeah. I actually kind of think, although some of my favorites are in disc one, I kind of feel like disc two is maybe stronger. At least for part of it. There's a clump of songs <sighs> yeah. in here that are like, Oh man, that one's good. Oh, Greg that one's thought good. so I
4: based thought on so. his scores. Yeah. I, I thought so. <laughs> yeah,
5: if there's like a this was like a football game or something and we're at halftime here, like we're about to get into, you know, a, a third quarter that's just awesome. <laughs> okay, you know? wait,
3: you just blew my mind by that question because <laughs> they are like it's so it's like emo the emo songs are in the first are on the first half. Yep. And this one is much less so. Mm-hmm. or at least yep. it, yeah whoa like, like definitely it's definitely that way crazy I did not notice I've never noticed that
0: alright well, that was a good thing I threw that out there yeah. alright um, at 5.11 this is the longest song for disc 2 I don't know what that means other than to say that the longest two songs on this record <laughs> are the respective disc openers
2: yeah
4: interesting awesome
0: I think that Ryan was thinking about sequencing on this as well, right? Mm. Yeah.
2: Surely, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. um, Wayne, what do you got on Easy Plateau? um,
1: Well, this time, seeing everybody's score, I I refuse to let it affect me because I (laughs) love this song. Like, he could have gone all Margaritaville on this, and instead he puts some Latin rhythm in it. He puts a guitar riff that sounds like a mariachi horn section, but it's this place where where you're just not going to let any any of these struggles get you down. It, it's very – it's got this great, easy, you know, Mexican vacation beach feel to it without all of the Jimmy Buffett nonsense. And so I just – I love this song. The more and more I listen to it, the more I'm – I just was not going to let everybody's low score bring me down. Yeah, that's the
3: grateful – I mean, that's like the feeling of the uh, – like the Grateful Dead in a nutshell to me, like like Fire on the Mountain or or so, like something like oh okay yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just it gives you those everything yeah, feel just good festival vibes. The idea of an
1: easy plateau, just if I can just get to this one spot, it's all gonna level out and it's all gonna be just smooth sailing from here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like it. All right, anything else on this one?
5: Man, like this record has introduced that you know throwing a little lemon in your cooking is awesome but this is the tune that's got too much lemon there's so much of that like <laughs> grateful dead vibe in this i'm like i'm grateful dead out on this tune that's like now it, it, to me is like an etude in showing you know guitar players how to play like the grateful dead in some of these lines and approaches
0: lots like
3: and lots of the mixolydian in this <laughs> that's one. right that's right
0: mixing that it up with that mixolydian yeah all right kyle what was your score on this one I gave it a two. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Zach, what was your score?
4: I gave this one an eight. Greg? I was a three.
0: Catherine? Three. Wayne?
1: I ordered Dos Corona Lights from the... Uh, <laughs> and I, had, I gave it a 15. Nice.
6: Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. And this is my six. Six. All right, next song, Let It Ride.
3: Yeah. Moving like a
7: fog on the Cumberland River I was leaving on the to Queen I wasn't ready to go I'm never ready to go 27 years of nothing to failures and promises That I couldn't keep, oh Lord I wasn't ready to go I'm never ready all right
0: w- w- whenever somebody says yeah, yeah like that you have to start so what what do you love about this one this let one, me guess the harmonies
2: yeah <laughs> okay. you, well you nailed it um just the vibe of this song is just great it's just a great song i mean we covered it it's one of the ones i think this one and magnolia mountain are the two we've co- actually covered as a band and it's just just a, such a great song to sing and Cool vibe. What yeah. about
4: what about that bridge? I think it's one of the greatest bridges of. That's true. It's the a great Adams bridge. Ca- I mean, it's just so epic. You Cars know, is
5: it
3: still got the keys too?
5: Right? Yeah. So, yeah. I wanna, yeah.
4: And but the, also like the music,
3: the like melodically, li-
2: like Tennessee's a brother oh, to that's my a sister line. Carolina. A great like line. Such like a great line. Just great lyric writing.
3: Uh, and this is <laughs> what there was an acoustic version of this song I saw uh, online where he's like, I wrote this in eighteen. 18- thirties when i was a pirate or something yeah, like that. Of course, <laughs> <of> course, yeah. <laughs> it's got that app you know almost like scotch-irish you know dorian appalachian feel to yeah. it like but in a rock song so that's We're gonna get cool. all
5: the all the church modes in here By the well, yeah we i know. mean
3: it's notable for that though right like this record is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah all right
4: um let's
0: see i'm looking at scores so so greg yeah what do you love about this song
4: Oh, yeah, like I was saying, that, that bridge. I mean, but like, as Catherine was saying, the vibe, I mean, this is one I just, especially if you're driving, you can just put on and, and it just, uh, you're in it and uh, everything just, you know, transports you to another place. So I, I love it. Um, so that's why I gave it the, the highest score on this record. All right.
0: Zach, your score?
4: Ooh, it's pretty high too. Let's see. It's a 17.
0: All right. Catherine? 16. Kyle. 15. This is my 16. Wayne.
1: Wow, I gave it an 8, but I, I don't... Uh, I would love to hear Jason Isbell do this. Oh, yeah. It's so yeah. Southern. It just... It has... I just... That's the one thing that kept sticking in my mind is like, I I would love to hear him do this song because it, it's so steeped in all that Southern stuff. I mean, just the opening line, moving like the fog on the Cumberland River. Uh, it just... I... I think I got fixated on that. But I'm mean, once again, on this, I gave it an 8, but it, I could have, could have as easily given it a 14 or a 15.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 All, right. All right. Next song is Rosebud.
7: Rosebud shipwrecked upon the oh, I behind the wall of glass telling me to take care of myself and my friend
0: Shortest song on the record at just under three minutes, two minutes and 56 seconds. Um, Is this about Citizen Kane? Anyone know?
3: No, I don't think so. Actually, I think it's the name. I think it's more the name of Jerry Garcia's guitar.
0: Oh, is that Rosebud as well? Yeah.
3: So when I first saw the name, I was like, oh, this is something like Citizen Kane. But then I I think I read somewhere that it was Jerry Garcia's guitar. And then I just assumed, I was like, oh, okay, well both because of the grateful dead stuff that's got to be something okay because when i pick up my guitar this is a song that always comes and i think about rosebud i mean i don't know maybe not I, I think i read it i don't know
0: who knows yeah all right that that would make more sense with if it's rosebud shipwrecked up on the ohio behind a wall of glass behind a wall of glass right like you that, like a yeah that 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 doesn't make any sense with a sled right <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, overall, let's see. We didn't really dig this song other than Zach. You had the highest score out of all of us. Yeah. On this the,
3: one. There's not a song. I mean, this is an unusual song for the record. Like, it's its own thing. I, I like the uh the chorus of this one, I guess if you can call it a chorus, the refrain or whatever. I I I thought that was a really it's a really cool melody and the way the guitar follows the melody. I, I love that.
0: What was your score on this one? Uh, this was a 10 for me. Okay. Greg? Uh, four. Catherine? Five. Kyle? One. So, how come this is your one?
4: I was
2: telling
5: Zach about this when we were doing this. Um, when, you know, we were all learning how to play guitar. I'm sure a lot of us do this, but you're trying to be a songwriter and you don't really know how to write songs. So, what do you do? You pick up your guitar and you're just like trying to just sing something. And you just come up with random lyrics and it's like, I don't know, I'll just, uh, uh, this is, uh, when I play my guitar, uh, this is what I say, and like, so this song sounds like the first song everyone tries to write at its, at least as it begins, and I'm like, I, uh-uh, no, if I want this, I'll just go try and write songs again. <laughs>
3: It had too much of the can't write, a, can't think of any lyrics yeah, right now. Vibe right to yeah, exactly. Can't and I write just, a song uh, these days, like stop referencing songwriting
0: and songwriting exactly. in song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it. All right, uh, this is my four Wayne.
1: This is also my four. I do love that raw acoustic that that got that swampy sound to it. But I I always thought Citizen Kane was grossly overrated. I'd not. <laughs> I'd, I'd much rather take Pulp Fiction.
0: Right. next song, title song, Cold Roses. I forgot to mention on um on uh what was it, let it ride that Rachel Yamagata oh, right. is on this one. Best guitar licks on the record are on this song. Tell me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm.
4: Yep, I was gonna say that. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say that. So
0: don't the lead know if,
3: guitar player feels that
5: way. I don't way, know if anyone
4: disagrees.
5: Kyle. Yeah, we're definitely back to what was so great about Magnolia Mountain, right? Like in yeah. this tune, they're just like, "Oh, now it's back again."
3: Oh yeah, this this is the guitar hero song for sure. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Um, I hate the fact that Wayne, you, and I have agreed that this is our favorite <laughs> song.
1: I saw that. Yeah. Um,
0: all right. Yeah, it just it just cooks. Uh, I love the guitar licks. I love the harmony. So all the all the the ingredients of it being a fantastic song. So, um, all right. I already gave away your score. Wayne, did you want to talk in, about this one?
1: I, I love the classic rock vibe of it. Um, it's got yeah. very, it's very bad company. It's got that great guitar riff that punctuates each first section. And then, uh, the way he draws out cold roses. Yes. Um, and I love the way that he, the things that he says, we don't choose. We absolutely fucking choose who we love, what we see uh he's it's just like say that's it was a great song and but the that whole classic that classic rock vibe is just i was looking for it because as we've gone on i mean how many songs are we into this 13 and they're none of them sound the same like none of these songs you'll be like oh that that sounds just like you know this song you know on the first album he's it's all different and now he just just Gave us a bad company riff.
0: If we ever get Jason Isbell on this podcast, Wayne, the first question I'm going to ask him is how many times have you listened to Cold Roses? (laughs) Seriously. Like some of his guitar licks. Yeah. I swear he's, he's listened to this song.
3: Yeah. Well, and this is another one that feels like, so uh, when we were in the studio, I asked Cindy Cashdollar how it was recording this, what the experience was like. And, you know, I didn't want it. I didn't want it to go like, because pass this song without talking about it. Because she did say that it was pretty like, loosey goosey of a experience. You know, like I'm sure the songs were all planned out. You know, yeah. but I don't know how. I don't know how. It doesn't seem like there was much planning. Yeah, in the arrangements, like they knew what they were going to do, but they didn't practice it a whole lot. You know what I mean? Like it. It was. Uh, from what she said, it was sort of like, I mean, what we think is so set in stone may have sounded pretty different between, you know, <laughs> take to take. Um, and I just think that's so cool. Like, you know, they planned it out, but you, you could tell they're all really good musicians, but it yeah. wasn't practice to death that killed all the life out of it. So, you know, so that's, it's a pretty cool, it, it, it adds to the vibe a lot of these songs. And she mentioned it was that
0: way. It was just kind of like, hold on to your, you know, yeah, it was, so, um, sometimes the magic is in take three. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, um, Zach, what's your score on this one? Oh, it's too low. It's, there's got to be a mistake. It's too low. <laughs> it's a seven. Yeah,
3: no, that's not right. That's not right. <laughs> that's not right. Okay. <laughs> that's what it is. I, ch- I changed my mind.
0: It's all good.
2: Well, Work. what are you gonna move? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Ben loves it when you change the scores.
0: Yeah, yeah no, I I hate it. I'm not no. gonna change it I won't change it I won't change All it. right. Um, Greg, what's your score? I gave it a 15. Catherine 11. Kyle 10. Did I get everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we got I got everybody. All right. If I am a stranger is next. And I'm gonna throw this over to Catherine. Tell me why this is one of your tops.
2: Oh gosh, Let's start with somebody else. I gotta think about it because there's, uh, I gotta, th- I gotta formulate.
4: Yeah, I put this one, I put this one at the top because I think just or second, but up near the top, uh, just between, I think it's just perfectly crafted all all the way through. I mean, um great song but that guitar riff is is just one of the most memorable as well from this album yes um the chorus just hits in a way that i don't know unlike anything else on on this one it just oh you just can't help but another one i just can't, can't help but get that energy and feel from it you know when you're when you're
2: listening I lyrically too
3: yeah, yeah. lyrically there, yeah there's like a cowboy uh the stranger to me like just just saying that like yeah, a country stranger. you know, yeah. with the, the combination of the riff just puts me in like it's you know it's like john wayne talking at that moment or something you know if yeah. i'm a stranger now to you it's it's cool yeah.
0: can i go armchair producer for a moment do it do it all right so we hear rachel yamagata provide some harmony vocals on a number of the songs i always felt the chorus on this song needed some rachel yeah it's good by itself with Ryan's vocals but if it included Rachel on it, I think this might be my favorite song on the album
2: I definitely sing harmony to it whenever I'm listening to it so yeah it goes to sh- yeah I mean although I am prone to sing harmony to most things but um <laughs> this one specifically it's just I I agree it would add yeah add it's something missing. cool yeah
1: yeah
0: it's just missing it for me all right um let's get scores. Uh, Wayne, what do you got?
1: A seven. This is another yeah. one I think Jason Isabel could rock.
0: Yeah, all right. This is my 11. Zach 16, Greg 17, Catherine 17, and Kyle 14. All right, next song, dance all night. Oh, yeah. Alright, who said oh yeah? That'd be me. Kyle.
5: Alright, kick a, us, kick this us was off. This was a toughie. Oh my goodness. Okay, so... Uh, you he,
2: really put this first?
5: Yeah, hear me out. Hear me out. Alright. If you listen to the lyrics of this song... He loves and disco. I know, I know they're simple. I know they're very simple, <laughs> right? But he is super emo all over this record in a sort of exhausting Ryan Adams sort of way. And he does it beautifully. But he's been doing it this whole record. This is a song where he takes a break from that and almost seems happy right like there it's just a different vibe but also the vibe of this track again if he's just speaking gibberish is just i don't know whenever it comes on it's just so good i can't help but just love this song when i hear it so every time the song pops on it's like i don't know i just really like it and and i couldn't i was it was between this one and Magnolia Mountain. Which one's going to be first? And I just I just went for it, man. I just went
0: for it. Called it number I'm, one. I'm listening to it in my headphones because I'm like, did I really give this my 17? And, and now that I'm hearing it again, I'm like, okay, harmonica, check. Yeah, it's the harmonica. Love. Yeah, Rachel absolutely. providing harmonies. Love. Check. But,
5: but that follow-up guitar part to the, the harmonica, yep. too. It's so
0: good. Yep. Yep.
1: But along the lines of emo, there's the creepy stalker verse where she ain't lonely now, see her shuffle across the floor like he's watching her from across,
2: <laughs> in her car parked, across the
1: street. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Through a telescope. Oh, yeah, oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Parabolic microphone.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, all right, so this is my 17. Kyle, what was yours again? Uh, solid 18, top of the list. 18. All right, Wayne. 14. All right. Zach.
4: 11. Greg. 14, also.
0: Catherine. 10. All right. Next song is Blossom. The
7: past where you're so fast. It's hard to see it coming and it never last. And with nothing to judge your life by, how will you know?
4: straws and who gets to talk about this one first?
2: Not me. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is this is the time of the album that I go. All right, I'm. You, you you just put a few of my favorites close to the end, and now since these are not my favorites, I'm kind of done listening.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, no, I'm with you because I get it because yep. the the trio of cold roses, if I'm a stranger and dance all night, Hits that's so hard. Yeah. That's solid three songs in a row, and then you got this. So I'm, I think we're all in agreement except Kyle. You had the highest score of any of us.
5: Yeah, this one, this one kind of reminded me of you know we were I mentioned like kind of quarters, right? Like that first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. Th- this song feels like it should go back in that emo second quarter in a way, uh, to sort of. So in a, because of that, I I liked a, that batch of tunes, so I kind of put it in the scoring like that. But yeah, you know, tunes at the end of records are, are really tough because it takes a lot of investment to get to them. So I, I, I don't know if I can say that I'm judging the song with with the best, uh, you know, with the fairest chance. But where it sits on the record, I'm just it doesn't really do anything for me. But I still think it's it's not too bad.
4: Okay.
0: Anyone else? No. We all just go. Let's just, let's just get our scores. All right, Catherine, what's your score?
2: Uh, two.
0: Kyle, uh, I gave this one an eight. Greg, your score? Yeah, five for me. And Zach, three. Wayne, also a three. And this is my two. All right, second the last song, "Life Is Beautiful." I do like some of the lyrics, but then I hate some of the lyrics as well. Um, Because, I don't know, I feel like some of it, now that we know the backstory, or not the backstory, but now that we know the New York Times story, some of it feels a little misogynistic and cliche at times. You know, the, oh, don't waste it, doll, you build a house, and if the house comes up, Got to work on that. I don't know. It just.
6: <laughs> Rubbed you the Maybe. wrong
0: way. It did. It did. Um, I lo- like I said, I love some of the lyrics and I don't like some of the lyrics. So, Wayne, what do you got on this one?
1: Yeah, it's got a queen nature. There's like this epic nature, especially to that part, the hear hear all them bells ringing out in the street, hammer mm-hmm, strikes mm-hmm. the metal, and it makes me believe. Like it's got this, this great queen-like uh, rise mm-hmm. in it. So like I say, musically, it felt like a second wind. I, this is where I thought he should have. he Like the stages of grief like would have just like he's overcome it and he can go on from here. This is where it could have ended.
5: Yeah, this tune is sort of in, uh, it's like the last attempt at trying to do something in that Magnolia Mountain Cold Roses kind of vibe. There's a little bit of that same guitar approach. I do love that, like the line you were talking about hitting the... Hitting the bell on the ride, all through that, like really, really works well with the tune. So I don't know. There's some there's some redeeming qualities in the in the in the music to this tune,
3: uh, for sure.
5: But, the
2: chorus is is great lyrically. Yeah. It the way it evolves throughout the song, and yeah,
4: yeah, I really like the chorus.
2: Definitely good chorus for this one.
4: We weren't sure if this we'll is true, but three three our points. vinyl uh, liner notes said that Ryan Adams plays all instruments on this track.
3: Yeah, yeah but, that's right. Um, Okay So listening to it It's kind
4: of a unique Unique place Or a unique song In the record In that In that sense
1: Yeah Okay
4: Um, Wayne what's your score? 16 Okay
0: This is my 7 Zach Uh, This one was A 2 Greg
4: Uh, 10
0: Catherine 7 Kyle 12 All right And let's wrap this up. Last song on the record. This is Friends. this as an album closer but i'm looking at scores and i i don't think that it resonated with all of us um and i think that i just ran out of high numbers yeah <laughs> which is why i mean i've even seen this so this was one of the songs off this record that he did play live when i saw him um so there's there's a live performance of or acoustic performance of him doing this on that uh, carnegie hall um Rachel Yamagata is on this one as well and I don't know I, I like it as a closer but again we just we just went through a roller coaster of 17 really good songs
4: mm-hmm. and
0: I don't know what yeah I have to say on this one
4: I mean I I guess I gave it the highest score out of all of us and um, one of my favorite lyrics I think on the record is in it, uh, this afternoon with you is something like a letter, the kind that someone writes, but never sends. always stuck out to me. Um, yeah, but yeah, I agree. I mean, it's nothing to write the whole the songs, nothing to write home about, um, after you've gotten through the whole album, but you keep the letter. You're not going to send e- exactly. it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I-
3: there are certain songs that, like subjects that Ryan Adams will write about and he like hits it from a different angle than anybody else has ever hit it from or says it like nobody else can. And if his song is about, maybe I'm missing the mark, but if it's like a friendship song, I'm like, Oh man, well, I, you know, Guy Clark can give us some, um, he's got some great friendship songs. Uh, he he really he really gets down to the thing, you know. But this one I'm like, ah, that's just kind of a throwaway for me. It's my least favorite one.
0: I, I do remember when um I was reading the boards when the whole New York Times article came out and somebody quoted, I I bet you're gonna miss your friends. Oh, <laughs> oh that's rough. <laughs> oh yeah, my gosh. Like, not not nice at all. Not yeah. nice. Um, I didn't write it. Just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write that. I <sighs> did not write that. <sighs> um all right. This is my three, weighing your score.
1: It's by two. I think, like I say, that there's a bitterness in it that I don't think has been on this record to this point. You know, that whole, when you pass on, I bet you miss your friends. You're not going to miss me. Uh, But like I say, at the end of this, it's been a roller coaster ride. Uh, I had nothing left.
0: Yeah, usually gravitate towards the bitter song, so I'm surprised by your
1: <laughs> Oh words. bitter. Personal bitterness is better than I don't like to hear it in other people. <laughs> okay, wait. Now
3: that you said that
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> So you're you're interpreting this song as like a bit like a bitter song. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. probably you
1: remind right. me that someday it's gonna end and when you pass on, I bet you miss your friends.
3: Yeah. I think I missed uh, I think I may have missed the point on this one. Which is gonna make me look back on it. Well I think seventeen
5: way. songs ahead of that
3: will do it. Yeah. yeah. I haven't really dug yeah. into it too much, I guess, frankly. That's that's actually what I was
5: curious about with, with this is so interesting with the last tracks. Like I think for us, we when we try to build a track listing, we're not thinking, all right, let's get one. All right, we got one, now let's get two. It's more like you have maybe one, a bunch that are not one, one that's definitely the last one. You know, like you, you think that way. This doesn't feel like it was supposed to be the last song to me. It just feels like it was tapped, almost like on.
2: bonus track, maybe. Yeah,
5: mm-hmm. like I think a good record should have a really good last song. It doesn't need mean that it needs to be anthemic or anything like that. It just needs to, it needs to cap what you bookend it. Yeah, it yeah. needs to be a good bookend. And and yeah, in a way, it's somehow in my head, I until I really dug into this record, Cold Roses finished this record to me or something like okay. that. Dance yeah. all night, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Dance all night is just on repeat, you know, in my head. So, <laughs> but I don't know. So it, it just kind of sticks out in that sort of way in the in the in the sequencing. It's sort of ooh, where is this? It should just be somewhere in the in the middle of the record, I suppose, not the end.
0: Yeah, and I think most artists are not going. Okay, well, um, this is going to be my eighteen. We got to finish with an eighteen, <laughs> right? No, yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I
2: have to tell you all a funny story about something that happened regarding the rating before we finish. <laughs> that <laughs> So <laughs> this is kind of our fault, and we talked about how this album is so long. Um, so we picked an album that was 18 songs long. And so when I started ranking it, I first of all started doing it wrong. So I put my first as number one instead of 18. But so I go and I'm like, okay, this is my one. This is two, three, four, five, and I get to six, and then I'm like, oh no, there's too many songs in this middle category that I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So then, and I'm the, I was the first one out of our band to start ranking them. So then I just started putting sixes for all the ones that were gonna be in that middle category.
3: You did not. And
2: that's awesome. And so then, well. The story. Well,
3: I know. I didn't so, know that part of it. So, I know yeah, what happens next. So
2: I'm like all the ones that are in the middle. I'm just going to put as a six, and then I'm going to, you know, go back and. But then somebody called me or something, and I stopped. So I have a one through six, and then I have like six that are labeled six, and I get this phone call from Zach <laughs> later yeah, that night. Like, that was like how the hell are we supposed to be ranking these songs because (laughs) what what is your ranking system here yeah and it was oh we just died laughing i didn't yeah
3: i didn't know what she was up to and
2: then i didn't realize y'all had access to it so then i was wondering if you guys got on there and saw that and were like she's crazy (laughs) and doesn't know what the heck she's doing so uh, I just thought that was pretty Ka- funny. Catherine
3: is always the one to know what's up. So he was, was like,
2: "Am I doing something wrong?"
3: Yeah, it was very confusing. <laughs> I immediately went to, "I'm an idiot."
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, but it was our fault because the the records too long to be able to easily, you know, number them quickly.
1: Yeah. I it, hear that. I I thought, well, how am I going to do this? So I originally thought I was going to split it in half because there were there were. I felt like there was probably nine songs that like really stood out to me the first listen mm-hmm. and it turns out there was about 12 and so I was like well at least I got the bottom third so I'm gonna just break this up into threes and I'll just go try to take this one piece at a time
0: for the record I'm pretty sure that I went back to your management and I'm like you sure
4: It's 18 songs. Are you sure?
0: so all good all good all right um I don't think we got all scores uh who did I miss Catherine, did I get your score?
2: I gave that one a one. Kyle, what was your score? I
0: got a three on that one. Okay, and Greg, I think. Oh yeah, know. it was a six. Oh, okay, all right. So I think we we did this. All right. Um, this is the part where I ask everybody: Did we cover everything? Did we miss anything? What do you think, Wayne? Did we cover it?
1: I think we. I think we got deep into it. Okay, we
0: did. All right. Yeah. Um. And this is usually where I go, any guesses on what Top Song is? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't have a freaking clue. Plus, we got 18 songs to, <laughs> yeah, that's right. to, to think about. All right, I'm just going to name them off. Here we go. Top five. Average score of 15.83. Or f- Top song, Magnolia Mountain. Edged Out, Let It Ride, which was our second at an average score of 15. We've got dance all night with an average score of 14. That's our third. And then if I am a stranger fourth with an average score of 13.67 and then rounding out our top five cold roses. That was mostly Wayne and my doing because we actually agreed for a change. Um, (laughs) so that's average score of 13.17 just outside the top five sweet illusions and Meadow Lake Street. Those were just outside. Um, lowest score. What do you guys think, lowest score?
2: My guess would be the last one.
0: Yeah, it was Friends. Yeah. yeah. It was the last one. Y'all, this was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, it yeah, was. Thanks so much for having a whole us. A lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. Oh, this was a pleasure. So remind all of our listeners where they can find all the happenings of Blue Water Highway.
4: Uh, blue www.bluewaterhighwayband.com or also on Spotify, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram,
2: Instagram, blue water
4: HWY.
0: At
2: yes. Blue water HWY. Yeah. Water
4: H-W-Y. yeah. Okay.
0: Perfect. All right. Um, last question. We lift this question from our, a fellow podcaster here in Orlando who does the Scotch and good conversation podcast. He always asks, so who do you know that I don't know who should join us on this podcast to revisit one of their favorite records.
2: Oh, that's a good question.
3: It's really that you don't know, so it'd have to be somebody that you think you wouldn't know. <laughs>
0: that's we don't the know the name of the game. <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't, don't know. know. <laughs> we, we don't know many people, so it's all good. Yeah. Oh man,
5: we need to think of a band. I need to get the instructions.
0: Again. An artist or a, or a person, band. yeah, yeah, or, yeah That
5: they don't know. That they don't
0: know. Right. To talk right. about a record. That you know is a music nerd that would mm. want to come I on. I would it. say
2: maybe Robert Ellis.
0: Yeah. Have, I, ever do have you, you ever heard on? of Robert Ellis? We're both yeah. I know Robert. Well, I don't know Robert personally, but I know, you know his, his stuff. You know okay. his stuff.
2: I feel like he'd enjoy diving into.
0: Oh, yeah. He'd be a good guy to talk to. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's, let's do that. We'll chat offline. All right. As a reminder, you can find all of our old episodes by going to recordsrevisitedpodcast.com. Of course, we're on the socials. I'm on the Facebook page for Records Revisited Podcast or on Twitter at Podcast Records. Wayne, you're on the Instagram. Where can they find you there?
1: Records Revisited Podcast. And
0: then, of course, please go go, uh, subscribe and rate or review us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. So thanks for listening. Please go support the arts. I would tell you to go to a live show, but you kind of know the drill on that. Um, be safe out there if you are going to one of one of the shows out there or support your favorites on any of the live streaming events that they're doing. Buy a T-shirt of the band. Buy a record, especially one that's called Paper Airplanes. Go out and buy it. Yeah. Woo. And you can go visit a record store. Just be safe out there. Mask up. Do the social distancing thing. Be safe out there. We are Records Revisited and we are
6: out. Nice.